This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. Hi everybody, I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is with ISU Hall of Famer George Amundsen, who was back in town for Iowa State's victory over Texas Tech. Amundsen excelled as a quarterback and running back under Johnny Majors before playing for the Houston Oilers and Philadelphia Eagles. Tom Crochelle sat down with Cyclone legend George Amundsen. Was sports an affinity for you from the very beginning, as long as you can remember, or uh, what was the process there? Raised in South Dakota most of my life. My dad called it his third foreign assignment after Athens, Greece, and Tripoli, Africa. He called South Dakota his third foreign assignment. Sports were important. Uh, what my father would do was uh, athletics were just as important as academia. Uh, certainly you couldn't do one or the other without doing well in both. There was an emphasis on, uh, on, on athletics and extracurricular activities, which was also band, played the trombone. Uh, yeah, athletics was, was a big deal. How did you end up at Iowa State? Well, I wanted to go south to college, to warmer weather, <laughs> being from South Dakota. Uh, track and field was important to me also. and. Uh, uh, I wanted to be an engineer, and uh, my uncle graduated from Iowa State with the same degree I have, and he was the vice president of Ingersoll Rand, and of course that's what I wanted to be. And, uh, and then, of course, met the staff at Iowa State, uh, Johnny Majors, Coach Hafner, uh, Cheryl, those guys. It was just uh, love at first sight. Uh, you know, I would have loved to stay in South Dakota, which certainly but I couldn't get the athletic challenge there. I could get an academic challenge, but I wanted both the ac academic challenge and athletic challenge. And then with an old, I didn't want to be a part of uh, the Nebraska team in 72 that uh, won the national championship because there were so many of them, or the Tennessee, I visited there, I visited you know, many schools. But I wanted to be part of a program where, gosh, if we did well, then uh, we would be sort of a, a milestone or something important that we accomplished. And with Johnny Majors and that young staff, it just sold me as soon as I visited here. I heard something once about you found out who you were going to room with. He asked you what you were bringing and he told you what he was bringing. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, in fact, uh, I see him along with uh, a couple other buddies, Robbie Bolks, uh, Dave McCurry, Van Holloway. We meet every year still at the Drake Relays and uh, we reminisce, but McCurry called me at five o'clock supper time in South Dakota before coming here and said, uh, George, I'm gonna be your roommate. Well, how do you know that? So I'll ask the coaches. Well, I wouldn't even think of asking the coaches that. And uh, he said, uh, I'm gonna bring color TV, remote control, stereo, refrigerator, typewriter. What are you gonna bring? I said, well, let me think. My folks gave me a clock radio for Christmas. You know, so that's what I brought to the program. Johnny Majors, how would you describe him as a coach and a person? He's very special to me. Prior to coming here, he signed a letter that we, we had written that said, you can compete in track and field. And that was important to me. Wherever I went, I wanted to be able to, because spring, you know, spring ball is hugely important. So we, he signed a letter, said, yes, George, you can participate in track and field. I remember Kansas relays, uh, Drake relays, 
competing in track and field, and then there would be a, a grad assistant with the car running, and then I'd jump in the car, and we'd smoke back to Ames for that Saturday afternoon scrimmage. So it, even though track suffered from that, I still did them both, and I loved them both. But uh, Coach Majors uh, is and was very special to me. He let me call all the plays. That was very contrary to his upbringing. We had such a wonderful relationship and rapport that I said, Coach, if you know, I'm going to be out there. Are you going to be next to me on, on Saturday afternoon? Which was a rhetorical question. But uh, he let me call all the plays. To this day, he can remember, I bet you, every single player that played for him. Because we've talked and uh, many times at, re at these reunions, we have a list and, gosh, who was that coach? Oh, that was so-and-so from Naperville, you know, Illinois. And he was so good in high school, you know. Uh, his memory is awesome, still to this day. And uh, I just saw him earlier, gave him a big hug. And, and uh, of course, stories come out mutual stories you know between us and and uh, one of the most important things that he instilled in me and I think I had it but uh, is that you need to have fun at this game I carry that on into professional football too uh, with the Oilers they were they wondered when is Amundsen going to get serious about this game because I enjoyed it they weren't used to a guy smiling at, at practice or whatever so I, I really enjoyed practices I enjoyed the games and it was from Johnny Majors. Can you take us through what your first year here? Well, the first year, freshmen were not eligible right. back then. So we had, what, four games I think we played. We had three quarterbacks. We had Jim Steinmuller, Bill Miller, and I. And they always said uh, Jim Steinmuller was the best sprint-out passer. Bill Miller was the best drop-back passer. And Amundsen, and we're not sure. Anyway. So then the second year, uh, Obert Tisdale was the quarterback. So before even the camp started, they moved him to defensive back because I was going to be the quarterback. Started the first four games, and then we had the junior college transferred Carlson, and then he played. So we sort of split it the rest of the year. What was Dean Carlson like? We roomed together, you know, away, you know, home and away games. I looked up to him. He was, uh, an, he was one year older, and in, in those days, one year was pretty pretty significant. Learned a lot from him. Big, you know, big man, strong arm, a good leader. Learned a lot from him. The coaches, when you played, are kind of like a who's who of college football with hindsight. Jackie Sherrill, Jimmy Johnson, you know, Johnny. At the time, we had no clue. You know, they're just our coaches. The, the, just the biggest thing that stood out for all of us, it seems, I hate to speak for everyone, but, but was the young age of the coaches. And, you know, the long hair, you know, the shirts unbuttoned, and, you know, the jewelry and bell-bottom pants and high-heeled shoes. And they, were, they were cool. They weren't much older than us. That's what was the standout thing. We didn't realize where these coaches would end up or, or be like later on, certainly. Do you remember uh, 70, the the Oklahoma game, 29-28, Oklahoma had to run a reverse? It was a triple, we just talked about it an hour ago, it was like a triple reverse, Al Chandler, who I ran into later in the NFL in St. Louis, triple reverse, tight end throws the pass, and they beat it. We were up 21 to nothing in the first quarter, and then they beat us like that. So I do remember that. 
Did you think at the end of that season that could you have anticipated that you were about to be on two bowl teams? Well, certainly. That's what we all would think. Yeah, we, we were, there was a lot of talent. And uh, why can't we? I mean, we're playing at the time the best conference in the country, we often said. And by junior, you only lost three games, and it was the number one team in the country, number two team in the country, and number three. So we thought we should be number four anyway. But uh, Tell us about going to running back, how that happened, who told you, how did you feel about it? We had a, a nice uh, quarry of running backs, and we had John, uh, Jerry Moses, who was coming in from Waterloo, it was all everything and, uh, and, a, and a few others. And they all went down with injuries. So my story is that I went to Johnny Majors and said, well, I'll play running back because we had Dean Carlson. I'll play running back. But I think if we talk to Majors, he may say that it was his idea. And he came to me and said, George, you're going to play running back or, or not. <laughs> so that's how it happened. We had, we had so many injuries. It was just decimated. Uh, as far as the running backs that we had. And so I just, let me, let me do it. Well, you had a lot of success doing it. Was it a tough adjustment at first? No, just putting the ball in your hands. I mean, that's what I've, I begged for all the way through professional football. Just give me the ball and let me do something with it. Oh, we had such a wonderful offensive line. We had uh, Ray Harm, Mike uh, Terizzi, Pittman, Marconi, fifth year redshirt kind of guys that, that weren't going to be anything as freshmen, but then, gosh, what an offensive line. And, and Dennis McDonald is my fullback. It was just wonderful. I, the blocking was awesome. And all I did was just give me the ball, and I just ran it. And we did have some success. From the 71 season, kind of a uh, pinnacle moment that people look back now was that Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State game. Just share with me the memories you had of that day. Well, Oklahoma State came into our Clyde Williams. I think we knew at the time if we did well, we might get a, a bid for a bowl game. And back then there were only 12 bowl games. So it was considerable, it was, a, it was a big thing. Not that it isn't now, but if we did well, maybe we would get a bid because the Sun Bowl people were in the stands. We, we knew that ahead of time. And then we go out there and it, 54 to nothing and whew, I ran for four and threw for another, and we had a pretty good day. And I can just see uh, Johnny Majors being hauled off the field with uh, Bob Mady, about four foot two, and, and Bob Richardson, who was about eight foot nine, cockeyed carrying him off the field. It's just, uh, it's ingrained in, in my memory as a, a wonderful time. And then getting the bid from the, the Sun Bowl representatives, making a big deal of it after the game was, it was pretty special. Oh, certainly for the, the school and, and us athletes, student athletes, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a neat time. And it was one of those things why I went to Iowa State. Being a first bowl game is really special. You know, being the, the 15th bowl game quarterback, okay, that's wonderful too, but here it was, the, the first bowl game for the school history, and we still were talking about it 40-some years later, which it was one of the reasons I wanted to come to Iowa State. I wanted to ask you about these San Diego State road trip games. Whatever fun you had, uh, you guys won the games. <laughs> oh, it, 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 it was like a bowl game for us. You know, it's three feet of snow here, 
And we go out to San Diego, it's 72 degrees forever, you know, all the whole year. And we go out there, spend a week. One of the things that people probably didn't realize, we're staying at the Marine Corps recruit, recruiting depot. So we're staying in barracks with guards. And so there was no sneaking out at night because, you know, halt, who goes there? But we went to like Disney World and the, 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 the fish and Shamu and all that. And just had a wonderful time. And then you play in this beautiful weather, you know, in a beautiful stadium. It was, uh, it was always special. And I ran into Coriel, who was the coach then at San Diego State. He hired me in St. Louis for the one year I was there, so. You go to play Louisiana State in the Sun Bowl. This is Iowa State's first ever bowl game. It must have been uh, really an exciting time to be George Amundsen. Well, I won't go that far, but uh, I remember practicing in State Gym on the basement floor, the ceiling is probably 10 feet. Because I remember throwing a shot put in there and you couldn't throw it, you had to throw it. And uh, you couldn't line a whole team up sideways. And Hale, Hale Brune, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, Hayward Hale Brune. Yeah, he was there and with that fun, uh, funky colored jacket. And, you know, we're, we're running plays there and because uh, it's, you know, colder than heck outside. And uh, we, in with bowl games, you get that extra practice. And that just, it, it, at the time, I didn't realize how important that was because you play your 12 games or whatever, you're done. But when bowl games go on and on, you have extra weeks of practice and practice and practice. Young guys get more experience. Older guys can refine their, their, their techniques. And uh, bowl games were certainly important. But you asked about the time. We didn't know any better. I mean, I know it was the first one, but we're not going there with history because you're only here, what, three years, four years. We went because we, we deserved it, we thought, and uh, we're going to go down there and beat up on uh, LSU. But it didn't happen, but uh, we had a wonderful time there also. The first two times I ever saw Iowa State play football was the Sun Bowl, living in Chicago, was the Sun Bowl and the Liberty Bowl. Oh, yeah. Because... You know, it's hard for our players. You were on TV. So in some ways, you were a, a, that you're a pretty well-kept secret, in part because you played in the shadow of one, two, and three in the country. Oh, yeah. And, of course, we only had, what, three, net, two net, well, three networks back then. And so was, the coverage was certainly, I mean, today uh, at home, Saturday, if uh, Terry doesn't have anything for me to do, I'll flip on the TV. And you can watch 20, 30 games, it seems. So if you ever saw your team on TV, it was huge. Okay, 19 going into 72. Was there an understanding, an unspoken understanding that next year you were going back to quarterback? Oh, yeah, I was, gonna, I was the quarterback. I mean, I was really the quarterback the year before, in my mind, though I was playing running back. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, certainly, uh, that was my position. That was my love, was quarterback. I, I, I love calling the plays. I love directing. I love leading my, my fellow teammates. You uh, open with three big non-conference wins, go to Colorado, but then big wins over Kansas State and Kansas. Yep. And then you guys gave Oklahoma a heck of a game. And this was a phenomenal Oklahoma team. Yeah. Okay, so we... Uh, play host to Nebraska. I think they were number three at the time. 
That was the last game you played in Ames. Maybe the greatest touchdown drive Iowa State has ever had, ever, was you taking the Cyclones down the field with uh, something like a minute 40 to go and Willie Jones uh, down there. Can you tell, do you remember that drive? Oh yeah. Like okay, it. and you were calling the plays? Yes. All was. right, so tell me what was going on and why were you calling what you were calling? Well, certainly what I wanted to do was get the hands into Keith Crefley, our tight end. Once he got it in his hands, he could really turn it into a, a bigger play. But uh, we got it, I think, on our 20, and it was, what, a minute something. I thought it was 90 seconds or whatever. And, you know, if you've ever played basketball or shot around and you just shoot it and it, you couldn't miss. You know, it was one of those kind of Every Well, all, all athletes would have that. And that's the way I felt. I was just so on that every play I called, boom. I mean, it just opened up and there he was, boom. Keith Crefley, Ike Harris, you know, Willie. It, it, I, it, it was just ungodly. I think I was six for seven out of, you know, going down the field. And then uh, it seemed like in the middle of the field. And then I did it out and up with Willie. And oh, I don't know, he threw it up there and he caught it in the end zone. And I thought we'd won the game, you know. Everybody did. So I look up at the little section of, of, of red from Nebraska, and I'm going, yeah, see there? And uh, so then the crowd just, uh, it just mass, you know, covered the field and the student section. And um, so it took a while to get them off. But I thought we had won. But I look up, it's, oh, it's 23-23. All we got to do is kick the field goal, or the extra point now. And I held, of course. And then Tom Gedgen, boom. And he just hooked it like I do off the tee when I play golf. And I remember the comment, uh, Majors, you know, they asked him, was it, you know, a tie? Was that like kissing your sister? He says, well, you know, I really like my sisters, but I don't recall kissing them. You know, so it was, uh, it, it was it, not rough, but doggone it. Tying is not okay. You know, beating them would have been, you know, I always say Nebraska tied us. Quotes from Bob Devaney, who was the coach, and he said, you know, Iowa State's offense and defense were the best offense and defense and well-rounded that we've played anyone this year, including UCLA, and UCLA was ranked number one or something. And so he really respected us that day, certainly. Clyde Williams Field was kind of a closed-in stadium. What was it like playing there? I thought it was, you know, wonderful. Uh, we would, uh, the night before the games, we stayed in Boone, Iowa, in a, a motel out there. And, you know, it was a big rigmarole. You'd get up and have your meal, breakfast, and we'd go walk, you know, and Johnny Majors, and the quarterbacks would be out front with Major, and we'd talk about the first play. And I pushed always for, I wanted to throw a bomb you know, on the first play. Every, every game I think I ever played, I threw the bomb on the first play. And then we'd get on the bus and come in, Lincoln Way, stop at the uh, southwest side of the stadium. And then we'd come in, and then on the back was the student section. So the whole, and it'd be two, three hours before the game, or three hours, nobody's in the place except the student section. And it's just packed. I mean, and they're yelling, and we, and we would walk across that, that little part of the field, the end zone, and the student section is going nuts, and that was a wonderful feeling. And, and it was a cool stadium, and I forget what, 35,000 is all it held, but, but it, uh, it, was, it, was, 
it was wonderful to, to have that kind of feedback from the student body when we came in. Oh. The team gets the Liberty Bowl bid after the Nebraska game. And uh, the Cyclones have some tough losses that, that follow, Missouri in particular, six to five. During the balance of that season, can you just take me through it and when you look back on it? I think uh, rightly so we got the bid, but we did run into some, we had a lot of injuries and poor Tom Gedgen who missed the extra point against Nebraska, missed three field goals. Uh, and then he goes on to break all the school records. So he, a wonderful success story. But I can't leave off my sophomore year playing Missouri. I didn't play the first half as quarterback and Dean Carlson was playing. Missouri, it was their homecoming and the title of it was Iowa State Victory, only in the funnies. So I don't start, I don't play the first half and the wind was blowing really hard and they kicked to us. Our return guy took on the knee to catch it and of course in college you're down right there. So we get out of the one yard line and Majors turns to me, Amundsen get in there. I just about said, wait a minute. I didn't get to start the game. Now it's on the one yard line. You're gonna put me in, put Carlson in. I didn't though. So I go in and, and we worked it up and I ran 77 yards for a touchdown. Then we get the ball again. Boom, boom, boom down the field, get another touchdown, one yard touchdown. Get the ball a third time, boom, 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 33 yard touchdown. So we're, now we're ahead. College hashes are a little wider than professional. So a hash mark is pretty close to the sidelines. And majors have given the international sign for take it on the knee, you know, take and then take, he's going. Okay. I know where you're going. So I look at him, I'm like, okay. I get in the huddle, I say, quarterback sneak. So take up, I go about nine yards. Now, we're, I'm right from here to the wall. Majors is going, get down. He gets down on his hands and knees. He's going, get down, George. Well, so I, I spread the, the lineman up in the, the huddle. I said, but coach, it's going to hurt my average. Anyway, so th normally that's how Missouri. And then the next year we beat Missouri by 50 points you know, scored 14,000 touchdowns. But, but that year, the six to five was just a doggone it, a booger. You play uh, Georgia Tech in the, in the Liberty Bowl. It was kind of funny that you guys went in five, five and one, and I think Georgia Tech went in five and six, but it was a great game. Holy mackerel. It was a great game. Can, what are your memories? I just remember the end of the first half, Willie Jones, running a, a kickoff back, 98 yards or something. I mean, awesome, man, we're all fired up, go back. We, we get the ball again, and we go down to score. Now it's 30 to 31. What do we do? Total timeout. So I go over to the sidelines, and we're not gonna kick and tie the game. Sorry, it, Majors, we, I knew that before. Coach Majors, we talked. And he looks at me and he goes, so what do you think? I said, well, I wanna, my, I had my favorite play. It was a sprint out, 90 something or other. And he goes, I like it. So I go back in and I run the play and I sprint out and by golly, I guess the, tech, the Georgia Tech guys knew that was my favorite play too. I have to throw loft one up and Larry Mark, uh, Mark Wart, who's like nine foot eight, jumped up, but it went over his hands. He gave it his best try. So we, we went for a, a two pointer to, to win. Did you know that Coach uh, Majors was leaving? Yes, we did, yeah. Ahead yeah. of time, you yeah. knew? Yeah, Great, so what, tell me about finding out about that. Oh, but I'm gone too. Right, I understand. You know, so, uh, no, I was sad because I want to come back to Iowa State, you know, when I'm done, 
and hey coach, you know, remember the good old days. So I didn't get that, but well, that's okay. But yeah, it was, uh, I, was, I was so happy for him because I know, you know, they're a young staff and they're up and coming and, and you just figured they're probably gonna go on and go on to bigger and better things, so. I'm gonna ask you about some people and I just want you to, again, describe them for someone who never saw them play. So how about Ike Harris? Let's start with that. Ike Harris, great hands. I think he and I, NFL and college now, they call it the, when the pass goes in the back shoulder, yeah, back shoulder pass, uh-uh. That's just a bad pass. I invented that. You know, I would throw these bad passes and I could go back and get them. So, but uh, from West uh, Memphis, just the nicest man, fast and 6'5". I mean, the, you know, the, you see it today too, and, and you'll see, hear the announcers say, well, the guy's 6'5", the receiver, you know, and the defensive back's 5'10", so why don't they throw that? And we did it, so we would get it and take quick three steps and just throw it in the corner and I could go up and get it. Murdoch. Murdoch. I thought he was the biggest man I'd ever seen in my life. He was uh, 275-ish, you know, 6'2". Until I met Chris Taylor, you know, the Olympian wrestler we had here. He came out to practice once. But yeah, Murdoch was, was I would say, like a gentle giant, you know, because he was a big man and yet just as cordial and uh, nice to, to all his teammates. He was, he was special. Keith Crefley. Crefley was the most determined player I think we, I played with. If we were this far apart and I, was, I would throw it instead of running that because I wanted to give him feedback because he would catch the ball and just be hit. And he would see him spinning. And, and there was no running out of bounds with that guy. Yeah, you see that so much today, which is okay, I guess. But he would get that extra yard, and, and his hands were like glue. It was, because I could never throw a good ball. You know, they're all, you know, they're going like this. So. And then I ran into Crefley, played a year with him in Philadelphia with the Eagles. Willie Jones. Willie Jones, speedster from Florida, smooth, silk, and just wonderful hands also. I don't think I could throw it far enough to throw it beyond him. He was that fast. And you, I could just throw it as hard or whatever, and bam, he'd be there. Or I would throw it out of bounds or throw a bad one. But if it was there, oh, he, he, would, he would run it down. Mike Strawn. Mike Strawn, a uh, good running back. Uh, well, awesome running back. Hound, I think we called him. Quiet, but it, he was the kind of Jimmy Brown kind of runner, and I don't want to put him in the same category, but he was good. But his feet w- were close to the ground. He didn't run up like, I think I ran with my knees up high. He was like smooth and could cut. Other than being quiet and, and that, I think those were the, his hallmarks. Okay, uh, Big Daddy Hunt. Big Daddy went to work for the highway department. Another, I just, we had some really nice men that played for it. And, and he was one of those kind of guys. Uh, defense were, you know, over there. Offense, that's me. Uh, we never had an affinity. Uh, it was me against them. I remember in a practice, we're uh, doing some goal line stuff and, and I'm quarterback. And so I quarterback sneaking. Schroeder just nails me, Keith Schroeder, and and, uh, and I, he were down on the pile. And I I grabbed him by the face, by Keith, I'm on your team. But see, they were taught by Cheryl, you just hit those guys. I don't care who they are. 
you know, they're on the other side. So anyway, so with uh, Big Daddy, you know, we didn't have much connection other than being teammates and on, on Saturdays when we really uh, meshed, but another nice human being. Okay, Merv Croker. I don't think there's a nicer guy in this world than Merv. Kind of guy that would, uh, would treat you as good as you would expect someone or want someone to treat you. It's just, uh, to this day, uh, we stay in touch and he's just a one in his beautiful family, he and his wife, are just, he married early, married when we were here at Iowa State. And, uh, and that was different because there weren't many married guys. Uh, I didn't even think of marriage back then. And uh, I thought, how does this work? But a wonderful Barb, his wife. And, but he, uh, he's a, a prince of a man. Barry Hill. Barry Hill, another one that defense that I didn't have much contact because they're the bad guys, especially a defensive back as Barry was, and a very talented one. He was smooth too, very athletic. Uh, Matt Blair. Matt Blair, I think we called him a monster man. He was intimidating. He was about 6'5", 230-ish, maybe a little bit more. Big for a defensive back, kind of safety, kind of roving linebacker, and a nice man as well. We got along real well. He was a co-captain with me one year, and uh, I got upset with him because he called the flip one time, but we, I got over that. Reggie Shoemake? Reggie, what a neat little guy. Straight on kicker, you know, with that square toe, laced them back up, you know, you know, they'd have all those ropes tying their thing up. Gosh, he was a little Southern fella, a special guy too. He went on to break a lot of the records, I'm sure. You know, the offensive line especially were so unsung and still are. Uh, but the, to me, they're the, you know, the more special guys, you know, other than McCurry. I see him, you know, two or three times a year still, Dave McCurry. Uh, he was my roommate all the way through in dormitories and apartments. Uh, uh, so uh, those are some, some special guys there. So what was it like then to go from, you know, being a big man on campus to the National Football League where everybody was a big man on campus? Well, you still have the same mentality. You know, you still, I want to play. You know, I can do this, I can do that. But it is a whole another step. You know, you go from high school, all everything high school, and you go into college and holy moly, everybody in college was all everything. And then you go professional and it's just even another step up. Uh, I was fortunate enough to play four years. Uh, I invested, so I get a, a loaf of bread every month. So, uh, but uh, no, I thought I was going to be all pro, all American, you know, all everything, and Hall of Fame. But those things don't happen. I I had a knee surgery, uh, blew my knee out my last year, but I came back bigger, faster, stronger. I could say that that ended my career, but. I was 27 and they said, get another job, young man. So. Okay, so now they tell you to get another job. Well, football and track have been a huge, not all of you, but a huge part of your, your life. Some guys have trouble getting out of bed when they're first making that change. How was it for you? <laughs> Easy. Uh, I met my wife, met her my second year uh, in the NFL. And we had a long distance romance for four years. And then she put me on the straight and narrow. Um, I didn't uh, bask in that kind of people being, you know, uh, 
yelling in your name and whatever. I, it, that was okay, but I, it, I didn't need it. Uh, I still don't need it. I just need a little pat on the butt every once in a while for my wife. To, nice job, George. That's all I need. What are the things you enjoyed about being a student at Iowa State? Well, it was, you know, I'm an engineer by education, got the engineering operations, industrial, industrial engineering department. And uh, I remember in 1969 that I didn't want the professors to know that I played football <laughs> until later on, then it was okay, then if we did well or whatever. But uh, academia was important, uh, hugely important to me. I'm sure that suffered because of track and field and football and track and field you're gone all winter uh, for the indoor and then outdoor you're gone all the time but uh, in fact I didn't graduate in the quick four years so my first year after my first year in the NFL I came back to Iowa State ended up three hours and then I came back the next year and the next year and then got married and then it took a bunch of hours. So it, it, I did finally get my degree, but I didn't, I, I didn't get it in the, the four years, which I always said engineering was a five-year program. A huge, huge push Johnny Majors would have for us would be take pride in your school, your teammates, your team, uh, and, and, and act that appropriately uh, like, for example, if you score a touchdown, pretend that you've been there before. Or if you get a sack or a tackle, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'll get back to the huddle and figure it out again. And as you'll see maybe later on this evening, if you guys get with us, that uh, there'll be a number of guys that I played with and we still enjoy the camaraderie. Uh, I think by now we're undefeated uh, for my whole three years here and uh, I in fact got the Heisman Trophy this time and uh, I'm sure you did uh, but but pride is huge uh, we're so proud of our institution Iowa State and uh, to come when we're one and seven we still come